everyone. Welcome back to the I Heart Podcast. My name is Jonathan North, and welcome to the second half of the first episode of I Heart News. Like I said last time, one of my goals since starting this show has been to do occasional news episodes. With D23 having come and gone, I thought that now would be the perfect time to test out this idea. I enlisted the help of Katie Fabric as my co-host, and we ended up talking so long I decided to make two episodes out of it. Last time was the Disney film and TV news, and this time is everything Marvel and Star Wars. Now before we begin, in the last episode I had decided to cut out anything that wasn't scripted, so Disney Parks news, reality shows, documentaries, they all got cut. There were a lot, and I kind of got bored editing, so I scrapped everything, thinking that if I got bored, the people listening probably would as well. However, after I put up the episode, I realized that there were at least a few interesting announcements mixed in with the more boring ones, so I decided to put together just a few to make one short segment, which I will include at the beginning of this episode. So before we get on to the main event, let's catch up on a few Disney documentary announcements. I think this one is probably going to be the one I'm most interested in. The World According to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I mean, I love Jeff Goldblum. And a lot of, I'm not alone in that. A lot of people love Jeff Goldblum. And he's just, he's just such a weird, eccentric, interesting person. And this is basically a series that's just going to follow him around the world looking at stuff. <laughs> it seems like it's going to be like part travel series, part how it's made part Jeff Goldblum being Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> and I, this is like, this is like the definition of something that I didn't know I wanted. And now I'm really excited that it exists. Yes. <laughs> this, this is, this one I'm looking forward to the most just because it sounds so unique. I'm really excited to see what happens with this one and where they're going to go. I was like, wait, this is a thing. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's something you didn't know you wanted. <laughs> yes. And the, I had no idea that this was coming out. This is like one of the surprise announcements at D23. And then the other big thing, it's interesting to me as a fan of animation, but it probably would be more interesting if it was about another movie. It's called Into the Unknown, Making Frozen 2. Basically, it's going to be a series looking at making Frozen 2, which seems like, I mean, it'll be interesting just because it's about animation, but like, I I wish they would have started with a different movie, not a (laughs) sequel. I don't know. It's, I'm I'm definitely going to watch it, but I'm not super hyped for it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm... Honestly, not a big fan of Frozen. And while Frozen 2 looks beautiful, mm-hmm. like with the scenery and stuff, I'm still not as hyped as so many people are. And I, it's just like, I feel like I don't get it or something. But mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. But I agree. I wish it was for a different movie, like maybe a Pixar movie. Like, I'd be really hyped if it was for Soul. I'm hoping that this is going to start a trend where they'll start doing this for every movie. Yeah. Because DVDs always used to include so many interesting behind-the-scenes features, and I feel like it's been getting more and more sparse every passing year. It's like there's less stuff on the DVDs to go behind the scenes. So I'm really hoping that this starts a trend 
and Disney will start letting us look behind the scenes even more. I hope so too. Kind of like behind the scenes is so cool, and I think it even adds to the movie. Mm-hmm. Once you know how much work it was put into it, or just like even some of the ideals that, like the animators, like, yep, I was listening to. Um, take on me by aha when I animated that and you're like well that just like totally makes sense and adds another whole aspect to that scene and Mm -hmm. I just love all that behind the scenes stuff even with silly little stuff like that hopefully they'll do other movies too but that's definitely something I probably will watch and then they have one called ink and paint and this is based on a book and it tells the story of animation at Disney and the women who were behind the ink and paint section, the workforce, because that's the main role that women worked in at Disney were ink and paint. There's, at least at first, I know that women weren't really allowed to do like a lot of the creative stuff, but Disney still gave them the role in ink and paint, and then later, more and more women were allowed to go into doing all the other things too. But that one, that one will be interesting to learn more about these people. It it sounds interesting to me just because I know that there's a lot of unseen heroes behind the, most movies, especially back then, and it'll be interesting to learn more about them. Yeah. And then we have one that's another one of these random announcements called Be Our Chef. <laughs> and I, it sounds like it's a reality competition show. Different families are going to be creating themed Disney dishes and competing against each other. But it's hosted by Angela Kinsey, and I don't know if it's because of this or not, but everybody knows her from The Office, which I've seen like one episode of. It's one of the shows that's been on my to-watch list forever, and I just haven't got around to it. It's a massive, massive time commitment. It's like 10 seasons long. So I'm not familiar with her from The Office, but... She also starred in the Miranda Sings show on Netflix. Uh-huh. That's where I first saw her. But then I found out that she has a YouTube channel with her husband. And that's uh-huh. now like the main thing that I know her from. They, they cook together. And I'm wondering if the YouTube channel is what got her this job hosting this Disney food show. <laughs> but basically the YouTube channel is her and her husband cooking and baking together, do it, trying all sorts of different recipes. And, like, he's really good at decorating stuff. Like, he could make a career out of it. And I guess mm-hmm. he kind of is because I'm sure they're making money off the YouTube channel because they're big enough. But I, ju- I just found it interesting that the main thing that I now know her from is her cooking YouTube channel, and now she's hosting a cooking-based show for Disney. And I'm yeah. wondering if those two things are related in any way. Yeah. Okay, now before we get into the Marvel news, I just wanted to mention, as I was editing this episode, it struck me that Katie and I somehow, inexplicably, completely forgot to mention the three big new MCU Disney Plus series reveals that happened at D23. I texted Katie, and she didn't really have any big thoughts about these announcements, and our schedules barely aligned to do the initial recording, so I figured I'd just fill in the gaps here myself. So one of the biggest surprises of the event was the fact that Disney announced three brand new Disney Plus series for the Marvel heroes Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She-Hulk. Now two of these I'm completely unfamiliar with. 
I've heard the names of Moon Knight and Miss Marvel before, but I don't know much of anything about them. Moon Knight, I believe, is a hero who got his powers from an ancient Egyptian artifact, and Miss Marvel, I believe, started out as a protege to the now Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, but she has completely different powers. I think they might be similar to either Ant-Man or Mr. Fantastic, either one or both because she has some kind of growing and or stretching abilities. Now She-Hulk, I do know a little more about. Jennifer Walters, She-Hulk, is the cousin of Bruce Banner, the Incredible Hulk. Bruce gave her a blood transfusion which gave her Hulk-like abilities, but from what I've heard she pretty much stays hulked out all the time, similar to Bruce Banner's Smart Hulk persona in Avengers Endgame. I've also been told she's a lawyer who defends other superheroes, and I've read that at least at one point in her comics history she was known for breaking the fourth wall a la Deadpool. However, a quick perusal of her Wikipedia page reveals a myriad of versions of her character, so I really have no idea what this show will end up being. Personally, I'm hoping for a courtroom dramedy with her functioning as a hulking green lawyer defending superheroes in court, but time will tell which direction they choose to take her character. Okay, now that we've taken care of that business, let's finally get on with this episode of iHeart News with Katie Fabric talking all things Marvel and Star Wars. One of the biggest things to come out of D23 was all the Marvel series news for Disney+. Plus. And so much Marvel news. <laughs> <laughs> like, we already knew that they were doing Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. but they announced that Emily Van Camp was going to be coming back for that series. She was in at least one of the Captain America movies. I don't remember if it was more than one. Yeah, I think but, she was only in one. Okay, she was, she was a big part of whichever, wherever she appeared, she was, a, she was like an integral role. So it'll be interesting to see her come back. Mm-hmm. And I really like the Falcon. It'll be interesting to see what they do with his character now that he's Captain America. I'm yeah. kind of sad that, I mean, I don't know this for sure, but I guess I'm assuming that they're getting rid of his suit. But I hope they don't because I love his suit. <laughs> I think it's well, see, one of the coolest suits. In the comics, he became Captain America and he just kind of got a star-spangled Falcon suit. So he still flew around? Yeah, he still flew around. Okay. So that might be what they do. <laughs> I, I just, I love his suit. I think it's such a cool idea, the, the metal wings and everything. So as long as yeah. they don't get rid of that, I'll, I'll, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm looking I'm, forward to that one. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to keep that. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. And then everybody's looking forward to the Loki series mm-hmm. because everybody loves Loki for some reason. I've, I mean, I... I kind of get it. I like him as a character, but I'm not like obsessed with him the way the internet seems to be obsessed with Luke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will definitely watch the series. I think it has a lot of potential, especially after what happened with him. I mean, I'm assuming you've seen Endgame. Yeah. Okay. So after what happened with him in Endgame, I, I think it has a lot of potential. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle the time travel thing because mm-hmm. he doesn't have the time stone. So yeah. we'll see. I don't know. I think it has potential. I'm definitely interested. Yeah. I think the way it could win me over, because while I do enjoy Loki as a character, I'm not one of those big Loki fangirls. Like, I think he needs a point to be there. So mm-hmm. um, I think they should just go full on ludicrous and ridiculous. And you can just go wherever he wants. Basically, just Loki, Doctor Who. And uh, yeah, like an just, evil Doctor Who. Yeah, just evil Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> I think that for me, what I'd be just like, that is what I'd be totally down for. Yeah. 
Yeah, I would I would love that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see where this series goes. It'll be that that'll be one that I'll check out as soon as it drops. Mm-hmm. I do not like the logo design though. <laughs> no, the logo is kind of random. Like it's, it's bad. It, the, <laughs> the title is four letters, and they chose a different font for every letter. It's just. <laughs> It's really not that great. No, I was like, oh, my eyes. I actually didn't know what I was looking at for a few minutes. I was like, <laughs> what series did we release? What does this mean? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> of all the ones that they talked about before D23, the ones we knew were coming, I think the one that I'm most interested in is WandaVision. Just because yeah. it sounds bizarre <laughs> i like weird things and this sounds incredibly weird the the way they're pitching it is like half epic marvel movie half 1950s sitcom yeah i'm like who would ever think of putting those two things together that just sounds so weird and that's why i'm so interested in it yeah i think what i think um, they're probably pulling from a Vision comic that was really, really strange. It was like Vision, and he had a Vision family, and they all like lived in an urban small town, and it was kind of like a sitcom, but it was like just all these robot people, and it was quite weird. So when I saw like the promotional art, it made me think of that, just not with Lady Vision or whatever the heck her name was. Mm-hmm. Um, it had Wanda, and I'm like, I have a funny like vision for me in the movies he could be such a good character but they never give him really anything to do Mm -hmm. so i just like i love robots and i guess he's not technically a robot but he technically is i'm also curious how they're going to bring him back yeah no i that's that's another reason that i'm really interested to see where this goes because like he's one of the few characters that did not get revived yeah. The end game. Like he died before before the snap. Mm-hmm. He was like dead dead. So yeah. he's not going to be revived. So how is he back for this show? I'm just there's yeah. so much about it that I'm really curious to see. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's my most interested in. Yeah, that one definitely intrigues me the most and being like like that's the most what and I want to know more about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, and and really, that's all we know about the series. There's not much we can talk about because they haven't really given any details. Yeah. It just, it just sounds bizarre, and I love bizarre things. <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny if it was old sitcom like Andy Griffith, but with Vision and Wanda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, who, who thought of this? I, I love the idea. It's just so weird. Yeah. Then the other series that was the big announcement was mainly because of they were talking about one particular episode, but Marvel's first animated series. And I mean that in like the MCU, like they've had other animated series like for Disney Channel and stuff, but this is the only one that's like tying directly into the MCU and it's called What If? And -hmm. basically every episode is going to be a different what if scenario about the characters in the MCU. So the big yeah. one that they were talking about was Peggy Carter 
what had happened if she got the super serum from Captain America instead of Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. So basically, I think in the episode, she becomes the character Captain Britain, which is one that they've never done before. And I don't know if Captain Britain was even female in the comics. No. I don't even know if she was, if there's ever precedent for this. But I love the idea of taking a concept for a movie and then twisting it in a whole new way and yeah. having something totally different happen. So I'm really looking forward to this just because there's so many possibilities of what mm-hmm. they could do with this series. Like, I'm glad that Peggy Carter is coming back, but that hopefully that's like the least interesting one because yeah. I think there's so many bizarre concepts that they could take from comics and mm-hmm. just really have fun with. Yeah. I think there's a comic book thing where they do a what if. I think that's mm-hmm. where they get the name. Where it's like, what if someone else got bit by the spider instead of Peter Parker or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and those were always really interesting. So I really like different takes on different stories. It's funny to me that Disney's doing this because they're very... Um, they crack down a lot on their canon. Yeah. And so they're just like, no... It all has to make perfect sense, and that can't be canon or anything like that. Especially when they bought Star Wars, they like just threw a bunch of Star Wars stuff that was canon, and they just threw it all over there and said that's not canon anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So it's quite interesting that Disney's doing that. I think it helps because, at least with the past movie, they introduced the concept of alternate universes. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's probably what's helping them allow this to happen because now there's precedent for this to happen in the movies. Yeah. So it makes them more okay with saying, oh, this happens in another universe. It's not <laughs> canon for this universe, but it can be canon in the other universe. Yeah. And Star Wars, at least to my knowledge, never has anything like that. There's no alternate universe no. in the Star Wars films. No. It's just funny because Disney's really hard mm-hmm. about that all stuff. So it intrigued me that they were to do something like that. So Yeah. And then they also announced a series for Disney Channel. This one is not Disney Plus, although I'm assuming it will eventually be on Disney Plus, called Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Yay! <laughs> uh, why don't you tell us about this one? Because you, might, you, it sounds like you know more than I do. I only knew the title, and I'm excited just from the title and the concept art. But you can tell us what it's about. Yeah, so I've um, actually I, I'm a big fan of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. So um, uh, Moon Girl is a young girl who gets superpowers. I'm just, I'm not gonna go into all the complicatedness of all that. <laughs> it could take me hours. Um, so she gets superpowers and she doesn't want them, and she accidentally ends up summoning this dinosaur from like the from the past. And so she has this huge dinosaur just stomping around New York. And they become good friends, and they, like, fight crime together. And it's a really fun, sweet story. And I heard that they were making an animated series, and I'm like, oh, no, it's going to look like every other Marvel series. And I I really don't like the style that the Marvel Mm -hmm. series are in, and I don't really like the stories that they tell. But the minute I saw that 
image. All that fear flew away. I love the art style. I love how, like, comic book the style looks. I love the character designs. It's cool to see such small characters get a series. Mm-hmm. And uh, characters I really love, and, like, they don't get much hype. And, yeah, so <laughs> I just really am excited for that. I was like, yes! Mm-hmm. They look great and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah, like I said, I'd never, I've I've never read the comics. The title alone is the only thing that I really know about the series. Yeah, but that's enough to like spark my interest because like mm-hmm. Moon Girl is such a great name, and then Devil Dinosaur, and yeah. it's like a superhero with a pet dinosaur. Yes. That's just that's like. Right up my alley. I love superheroes. Yeah. I love dinosaurs. This is like perfect. Yes. So I'm really excited to see this series. Yeah. It's exciting for it to open up another avenue where other people get to learn about a hero I really, really like mm-hmm. because I'm kind of more of a fan of the obscure superheroes. And so it's really nice to see um, characters like that get it in their get more fans more people need to come and like the characters i like because i'm just like look at these characters and they're like oh yeah well i'm gonna go watch my spider-man movies and i'm like yeah well <laughs> spider-man's good too so but when you get more stuff like that it's easier to get people to enjoy characters you like so yeah and i'm glad that they're not making it look like the other marvel series like you said because i've i've tried to watch some of the new marvel series but I've only watched like an episode here and there because it's just not really well written. I don't think mm-hmm. it just seemed really bland and the, yeah. the character design is bland. Yeah. There's not really enough, I don't know, imagination in any of it. It just yeah. seems like, Oh, these are the characters that are in the movies. We better make an animated series as fast as we can. Mm-hmm. And that does not seem to be what the case is with this. Cause like, there's no movies of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> this is a brand new thing, and I'm really glad to see that. Yeah. Okay. So then we're getting into the things that I am most excited about. Okay. Yay. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. What do we talk about first? I am a big Star Wars fan. <laughs> like, if I can just, like... Okay. Star yeah. Wars posters. <laughs> <laughs> I am a big Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah, I I love Star Wars. They're probably my favorite movie series right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like the Marvel series, but I've never like been obsessed with Marvel the way a lot of people are. Yeah. I love Star Wars. Like when I was really young, I was never allowed to watch Star Wars. Like. Mm-hmm. For some reason, my parents had it in their head that Star Wars was bad or something. I don't know. But I don't remember what year it was, but it was not too long after Phantom Menace came out. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my brother's friends had the Star Wars movies, and somehow we convinced my mom to let us watch it finally. So Mm -hmm. Phantom Menace, even though I was old enough to have probably been able to see the originals before the prequels came out, I never saw them. Yeah. Well, The Phantom Menace was the first one I saw, and we loved it. (laughs) (laughs) So I am not a prequel hater, even though I'm old enough that a lot of people my age probably are prequel haters. Yeah. 
So I I loved it. I mean, Jar Jar is dumb, but I feel, I feel like he's harmless. He's not he's not a, as horrible a character as people think he is. He's yeah. kind of dumb. Yeah. <laughs> of course, after that, caught up, watched the original movies, mm-hmm. and then soon after that, the Clone Wars came out in the theater. Went to see that, and then of course saw the, the final one in the theater, and. I've I've been a fan ever since watching The Phantom Menace back in my early teens. So mm-hmm. I I really have liked the new movies. I I didn't love Force Awakens right away. It seemed too similar to what we'd seen before. I liked it. But then they started doing the side movies. I liked I I liked Rogue One. I I was kind of I didn't like that they all died, but I knew it had to happen, so I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. But then, Last Jedi. I think Last Jedi might be my favorite Star Wars movie, and I know a lot of people hate the Last Jedi. Yeah, but I loved it. And then Solo was amazing. I am I am so looking forward to the new movie. Yeah, uh, I know there's footage that has been released. I actually haven't watched it yet. I haven't decided if I want to watch it yet. <laughs> I know the whole thing about Dark Ray or whatever they're saying. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to be, but I I am fairly confident that that is a misdirect. Yeah, <laughs> like, probably. Going to release a big twist like that in a trailer. Yeah. So I think they're they're teasing us with one thing that we think is one thing, and it's going to be another thing. I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I haven't I haven't decided if I want to watch that footage or not because like, it's <laughs> I think I said this to you on Twitter at one point. Like, on the one hand, I want to know everything, but on the <laughs> other hand, I don't want to know anything. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm excited. Even though I'm just hearing little bits here and there, I'm so excited for the new movie. Yeah. I have gone full on. I don't want to hear anything. Um, I have avoided like literally everything. I haven't seen any of the um, f- set photos. I haven't seen any trailers. Um, I actually went to the theater and they played a trailer there, and I just covered my eyes and <laughs> with my ears, and I was just like. I'm not watching, la, 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 la. And then, That's uh, smart. But, yeah, so, like, I honestly don't really know anything. I know about Dark Ray because there's only so much you can avoid. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, and then I know about um, Chancellor Palpatine or Vampire mm-hmm. Emperor, whatever you want to call him. Um, so... Those are the only two things I know, so it's just like I have absolutely no idea what this movie's gonna be about. But I, I already know I'm gonna love it because mm-hmm. there are, is not a Star Wars movie I don't love. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Even though I've seen the one trailer, the the first one, the teaser that they've released. Yeah. It didn't tell anything about what the plot yeah. is gonna be. So I've seen I've seen more footage than you, but I still have no idea what's gonna happen <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. So, I'm I'm excited either way. I love Star Wars. I'm mm. yeah, I'm I'm so on board. Yeah. But even though that that's like the big thing coming out at the end of the year, mm-hmm. that's only the beginning of the yeah. Star Wars news. We got a D23. There is so much coming. And like I don't know how much they talked about it at D23, but we already know Clone Wars is coming back. Yeah. Like ha- have you, I'm assuming you've watched the Clone Wars series. Yeah. Okay. 
I love the Clone Wars series. I like, love the Clone Wars series too. <laughs> I know it's not a movie, but like, I feel like the Clone Wars series is my favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> it's so good. Like, and I, like I said, I'm not a prequel hater. I don't hate the prequels, but mm-hmm. I feel like the Clone Wars did the prequels better than the prequels could have ever hoped to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. And then they took a concept that sounds on paper like it would be a terrible idea. Like Anakin had this Padawan that he was teaching that nobody knew about. Like she wasn't in any of the movies. She's just <laughs> this person who they made up for this side TV series. And yeah. on the surface, that sounds like a horrible idea. Like, why are you doing this? This is a dumb idea. Why, why not t- just tell us about the actual characters we care about? Mm-hmm. But then they turned Ahsoka Tano into my favorite Star Wars character of all time. Yes. I love her so much. I love I, her so much. She is, like, she started out, like, everybody hated her at the beginning, partly because it was like, who is this new character? We don't want a new character. She's mm-hmm. an annoying little kid. Yeah. But then they just, they gave her so much character development over the original five seasons mm-hmm. that she just became one of the best Star Wars characters. And then to bring her back in Rebels, yeah, she's, I love her. She's the best character. I want her to have a movie. I want her to have a <laughs> series of movies. She's amazing. So yes. I am so excited that they're bringing the Clone Wars series back to at least give us a little bit of closure on that chapter in her life. Like what happened after she left the Jedi Order I don't know a whole lot about it. Like, I know that there was, they released a book, which I haven't read yet. I need to. Mm-hmm. I know there was some comics that kind of filled in that gap, but I don't really know anything about that time period. I, I think I was holding on to a shred of hope that we'd somehow get, like, actual official animated closure. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like that's what we're going to get. I'm hoping yeah. anyway. I'm I'm just I'm so excited to see where this goes. Yes. And then the big series that's coming next, the one that will be released on launch of Disney Plus is The Mandalorian. This is probably the one that I'm looking forward to the least. Mm-hmm. Even though I am looking forward to it, it's more Star Wars content. I saw the trailer, the trailer looks great. Yeah. I don't know, I don't have any context for what was happening in the trailer because <laughs> I don't know these characters. I don't know what's going on. But seeing the creatures, the vehicles, the planets, it looks great. I'm definitely looking forward to it. But I don't have enough, I guess, knowledge of the what's going to happen for me to yeah. be like, yes, I'm on board. Yeah. Even though it's Star Wars, so I'm on board by default. <laughs> but, yeah, this is the one I'm looking forward to least. Yeah. Um, as a kid... I only had, um, growing up, the only two Star Wars movies I had ever seen was Phantom Menace and Clone Wars, Attack of the Clone. And those were the two movies we owned. I actually didn't know there were more Star Wars movies for a long time. Um, because we just didn't own them, and I never got around, and it just never got around to watching them. I never knew there were more. No one ever really talked Star Wars with me. I never knew anyone who was actually into Star Wars. And so then when I found out there was not only an extra, another one, the third one, there were three whole other movies after, that were made before that. Um, that really blew my mind. But um, Attack of the Clones was my absolute favorite Star Wars movie. I would watch that movie all the time. And I loved Jango Fett. 
I know a lot of people aren't particularly a big fan of him because he's just kind of Boba Fett, but yeah, his dad. But I loved Jango Fett. I loved the clone troopers, and I love Boba Fett. And so getting another faceless um, bounty hunter like that, it's just really like exciting for me because I'm just like, yes, it's like getting more Boba Fett and Jango Fett, just a different character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no other Boba Fett. So um, I'm really excited. I was afraid I was going to look cheesy because it's a tv show i wasn't sure a live action star wars could live up to it but the set and the and the um the costume design and the creature design all look like movie quality so that got me more hyped for it because i was kind of on the um like "Eh, it's not going to be as good as the movies in live action but yeah i'm actually pretty excited for that Um, it looks like they're going to do more world traveling, which is something I really like in Star Wars when they go to different worlds instead of Mm -hmm. just always being on a desert planet or ice planet. It looks like they're having a lot of different ideas for different planets, so that makes me really excited. That's another reason that I love the Clone Wars series so much is because there's such a huge variety of planets that they go to and a huge variety of creatures that they see. It's like Creatures are one of the main reasons that I love Star Wars so much. Like, yeah. I love the characters, too. But I love the imagination that goes into creating all these different creatures and worlds and species and peoples. And, yeah, this, the fact that they're doing that with live action, like, I, I know that this is one thing that they hated about Last Jedi, but I loved the, the scene in the casino because... There was just a massive variety of creatures and different yeah. kinds of people and aliens. And it's just, I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just, I'm so on board for more of that in live action. It's just, it, I'm, I have high hopes, even though, yeah. like I said, it's my least look forward to. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> then the next one that we have heard about but we don't really know much about is a prequel to Rogue One about Cassian Andor. And when they first announced it, I wasn't really on board, but then they announced that K2SO was going to be in it. And then I'm like, yes, I want this. (laughs) K2SO is the best part of Rogue One. Yes. (laughs) He's so funny. It's just his sense of humor and yeah, I loved him so much. He's even though he's a robot, he's probably the one that I was most sad to see die. Yeah. <laughs> so I, even though this is prequel set before, he's still dead. I <laughs> I just want more of him, and I'm yeah. so excited to see more of him. Yeah, um, I'm really excited for that too because it sounds kind of like kind of in the vein of Solo, where you got the roguish character, and then you get their sidekick, and they go on space adventures together, and I like, I like partners going on space adventures together, especially if they make it where um, they kind of do their first meeting, I think that'd be really interesting, since Mm -hmm. K2SO was on the bad side, and since they both have such strong personalities, but they get along so well in the movie, because they've been together for a while, so it'd be kind of fun to see them not getting along and hating each other until they be- develop that friendship. Yeah. Yeah. There's, 
it, it has a whole lot of potential, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Just give me all the Star Wars. <laughs> yes, all of it. Yes, more. I like people talk about there's like I don't know they talk about superhero fatigue, but then like when Solo didn't do as well as everyone thought, it was like, oh no, everybody has Star Wars fatigue, and <laughs> like they need to stop making so many Star Wars movies, and it sounds like they are going to stop making so many. But I'm hoping that they channel that energy into more TV shows because I don't have Star Wars fatigue. Yeah. I want all of the Star Wars. <laughs> I need all the Star Wars. <laughs> but technically, even if they, they do slow down on the movies, if they ramp up with these series, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that because that's even more Star Wars content. Yeah. Like, Solo was great. And I want more of Solo, but I think I would be even more excited if they did a Solo series. Like, yeah. follow the movie with a sequel series instead of doing sequel movies. Mm-hmm. Because there is so much potential with, I don't want to say the world, because Star Wars is the world. But, like, the storyline that they set up, mm-hmm. especially at the end with revealing Darth Maul and everything. Yes. I want to know where that goes. Mm-hmm. Like where Kira goes, what she's doing with Darth Maul, mm-hmm. that's, that has series potential. Not just a single movie. I think that they could do so much with that concept, and I'm really excited to, to see that in the future. I'm sure it'll come up. Like yeah. They can't not do it, because even though it didn't make as much money as they wanted, it, did, it made a decent amount of money. There's, mm-hmm. there's obviously people who will watch this, and I think that if they're spending all this money making these shows for Disney Plus, they can spend some more and give us a solo series as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the last thing. One of the biggest things, the thing that I think everybody kind of knew was going to happen, but they weren't saying anything, they mm-hmm. announced an Obi-Wan Kenobi series that will happen in between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. Or, no, the, the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. Either way. More <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. Everybody wanted Ewan McGregor to come back, reprise his role, because even the people who don't like the prequel series still like Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. They, they love <laughs> Ewan McGregor. He was, he was the best part of those movies, even though I liked lots of different parts of the movies. Mm-hmm. I would still say he's probably the best part. He oh, was yeah. great. <laughs> And I'm excited to see more of this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what all they're going to do with it. I don't know how long of a time period this is going to span. I, I know they've said that it's going to be set on Tatooine, but I'm hoping that it won't be all set on Tatooine. Because yeah. I really want more. Like I said, I love when they explore different worlds, more creatures. I want him to go off world at least a little bit. And I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of stories they can tell on Tatooine, but I don't yeah. want everything to be set on the desert. I want more. <laughs> so, like, I, we have no idea what's going on. All they've done is announce the basic concept. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm excited for whatever happens. Yeah. Because I loved him <laughs> as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um, I agree with the, um, I hope it's set off on more places than just Tatooine, because we've been to... Tatooine a lot. It's like the one of the most visited planets. And mm-hmm. so and like it, I feel like we basically kind of understand it. So 
I mean, it's Star Wars, so they can surprise us and say, yeah, but what about the other half of Tatooine? We haven't seen that. It's a whole planet. That's true. But, um, yeah, I'm just happy to get more Obi-Wan because, like you said, he was probably the best part of the prequels. And so um, I'm really excited for that as well. I can't pick which one I'm more excited for. I'm all excited about all this stuff. All yeah. this stuff is exciting. <laughs> I think I'm excited for this one the most. Just because of him, mm-hmm. the the separation of excitedness is like minimal. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if if Mandalorian is down here, Obi Wan Kenobi is still just really up here because yeah. it's all Star Wars. I'm excited like for paper whatever. Thin. This is like paper stacked up on top of each other. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for everything. It's. I, it's going to be great no matter what. Yeah. Everything looks great. I love the talent that's behind all the different episodes of The Mandalorian. You've got mm-hmm. people from Bryce Dallas Howard to Taika Waititi directing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I would never have guessed that either of those people would be brought onto a Star Wars movie. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited. I'm, it's going to be great. I'm, I can't wait to see what they do. Yeah. I'm just excited for more Star Wars, no matter what. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's all I've got for the news. <laughs> this is, we kind of went on a, a lot longer than I thought we were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if I might make this into two episodes. But yeah. this is kind of an experiment for me. I've, like, when I first started the, the show, the, one of my goals was to do a news series at some point. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what this will turn into. It's not going to be like an all the time thing, but like every time there's like huge info dump of news, like a comic con or something, I think I'll try and do one of these. Yeah. But yeah. I thought this would be the perfect way to test it out. And I, I noticed you were posting on Twitter more than some of the other people <laughs> collaborated with. So I thought you'd be a great one to do this with, but yeah, yeah. this was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I like talking Disney. Yeah. Disney, I feel like, would be like an easy thing to get into to do the news with because everybody loves Disney. It's more accessible than talking about a bunch of obscure animation films that yeah. nobody might have heard of. <laughs> so I thought this would be a great way to just kind of test the waters. So, yeah. so thanks for doing this with me. Um, I'm glad that this worked out. Do you want to let people know where they can find you if they want to follow you online? Yeah, so um, I'm on Twitter at katiefabric.com or katiedrawsthings if you want to search out of one of those. I'm also that on Instagram, which I'm hoping to bring back, but I'm not very good at keeping up on social media, so we'll see how that works. Yeah, I'm kind of on things, but I'm not that big on them. I just started a weird experiment last week with a weird Instagram and a weird Twitter it's kind of like an art project for me yeah. and that's kind of, I'm, I'm more active on the weird ones than I am on like just being myself, but I'm, it's kind of inspiring me to get back into being more regular on different platforms. Yeah. But yeah, like Twitter and Instagram, they're kind of my big things right now. Mm-hmm. Instagram wasn't until this past week when I started the, the weird project, then I was like, yeah, I kind of missed this. And then I started doing more on my inst- my real Instagram. <laughs> on the art project Instagram. Yeah. 
I feel like your stuff would be great for Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's really good for artists. I just, like, got busy at one point, and then I just, like, said, well, I'm on Twitter more because I have more friends there, so Mm -hmm. I'll just keep up there, and then I'll catch up on there, and then it was a year, and I was like, oops. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm hoping to get back into it because hoping to announce something soon if i can keep my um my mind on one thing and so (laughs) um something i've been working on for quite a while so well maybe when you when you get to (laughs) the point where you're announcing it you can come back on here and we can talk about it oh yeah that'd That'd be be fun i will have links to all of your stuff in the description below a lot of people who do these are like they have YouTube channels you can go watch, but yours is more art. So yeah. interested in seeing all of her artwork, make sure to check out her Instagram and Twitter, maybe Facebook, even though I really hate Facebook, but <laughs> that's another place you can go. <laughs> and hopefully you get back more doing more Instagram because I think that's a great platform for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me. I guess we will talk again sometime soon. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Katie Fabric for joining me on these episodes. I will have links to all her social media below. She's a great artist, so make sure you check out her work. Next time, we'll be getting back into our regularly scheduled programming, talking about another animated film with Mark Brown. He's chosen one of my favorite animated films of the last decade to talk about, a movie that I feel has almost been forgotten about, The Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Kahul. I'm really excited for this one, so make sure you come back next time for another episode of iHeart Animation on the iHeart Podcast.